Welcome back to our study in God's Word. We're talking about winning at living and how we can be a person who has a successful life in God's eyes and pleases Him. And I want to use one of the most familiar scriptures today to talk about a whole list of things that are really important in winning as a believer and how if we would just make these priorities in our lives, it will make a difference. Let me read from Philippians chapter 4. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And there's some more there. I'll read that when we get to it in a few minutes. But several things Paul tells us here that are crucial to our being the Christian God wants us to be, the follower of Christ he wants us to be. First, he says, rejoice in the Lord always, and I'll say it again, rejoice. The Christian life is a life of joy and rejoicing. And if we don't make it that, we'll not only be miserable ourselves, but we will probably make a lot of other people miserable. So he says we have to make a choice to rejoice. And he said we have to make a choice to rejoice in the Lord always. You see, happiness depends on what happens, but rejoicing doesn't. It depends on a choice. So if we choose to rejoice and praise God, if we choose to have an attitude of joy, we can have, a to, have that attitude no matter where we are, what's going on, or when, it's, when it is. And we can't always rejoice in our family, or our job, or our circumstances, or our situation, or our relationships. But we can always rejoice in the Lord because he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's, a, that's something that really is wonderful to know. That's why Paul says rejoice, but then he says, I'm going to say it again, rejoice. He said, I want you to really get this. This is not something minor. This is not something uh, on the periphery of life. This is not something insignificant. If you learn to rejoice, if you learn to rejoice in the Lord, that means every day just praise the Lord, just thank the Lord, just rejoice in the Lord, rejoice what the Lord has done for you. One of the things my wife and I do every day is when we read the Bible and pray together, we always Remember, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it because that's an Old Testament verse that says about the same thing, that every day we ought to rejoice and every day we ought to be glad about the day that God has given us to trust in him. So the first thing, when you get up in the morning, choose to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in you today, Lord. Maybe you've got a big problem. I can't rejoice in my problem, but I'm looking away from my problem to you. I can't rejoice in that person because they're giving me problems today, but I can rejoice in you. I can't rejoice in my finances because I'm having a tough time right now, but I can rejoice in you. We can always rejoice in the Lord. And then there's a second thing he says that doesn't seem to go along with this, but it does. He says, react with a gentle spirit. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. In other words, in your relationships with people, your relationship with the Lord, you're going to rejoice. 
but in your relationships with people, you're going to be gentle. And gentle is not a word that's used very much today. People don't like gentleness. They like brashness. They like uh, someone who who is is more is stronger. But gentleness does not mean that a person is weak. And gentleness and meekness are in the same family. The idea is, it's the picture of a wild stallion that has been harnessed and has been uh, broken and has been brought to the place that it is good for a riding horse and it follows the commands of its master. And when we are gentle, we're under the control of Christ and we are acting toward people in a way and we're responding with patience and we're responding with love and not impatience and not reactions. You see, the, probably what shows more about us than our words or our actions are our reactions because it's so easy to react with anger or react with something else, but our reactions reveal us. And if you squeeze a lemon, you're going to get sour juice. If you squeeze an orange, you're going to get sweet juice. Why? Because that's what's inside. The lemon has sour juice. The orange has sweet juice. So whatever squeezes, whatever you do to squeeze it, that's what comes out. And what's in us comes out. As we are thrown into relationships with people and we meet difficult problems and we run into tough circumstances, whatever happens, we can respond with gentleness. We can we can be like that powerful stallion under control, trusting Christ and acting toward people with patience and kindness and love. Jesus said, be kind one to another. And it's not always easy to be kind to people, but that's what he wants us to do. Then he says, reject worry and anxiety. Don't worry about anything, he says. Entertain no worry. That's what he's saying. Let no care trouble you. We don't have to worry. We think we do. I remember one person who said, nobody in my family worries except me, and I have to do the worrying for the whole family. Well, he didn't have to do the worrying for anybody if he just would trust Christ. We don't have to worry. You see, worry is sand in the machinery of our bodies. It destroys us and physically makes us ill. And worry also hurts us spiritually because when we worry, we aren't trusting Christ and we aren't depending on him and we aren't letting him be the Lord of our lives. It demonstrates a lack of faith. What is it that you're worrying about right now? You come back in 30 days, a month, and you write down right now what you're worrying about and come back in a month and look at it and it probably amounted to nothing. Or if it was huge, what did your worrying help? Even if it was serious, what did your worrying do to make it better? Nothing. It made it worse. It gave you more anxiety. It gave you more <clears throat> difficulty. So the whole point being, if, if we just realize worrying doesn't make any difference. So reject worrying, reject anxiety, and remember to trust the Lord. Let's do that today. Whatever you're worrying about, think about it right now and bring it to the Lord, give it to him, leave it with him, and go on about your life. 
trusting in Him. God bless you. Have a good day.